This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find me on Twitter at Guardian Fancast. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. We have a off day to talk about, and the only thing we can say is that the White Sox and Twins both lost, so the Guardians now have a two-game lead over the Twins and a three-game lead over the White Sox. White Sox also ran into some trouble with Michael Kopech going down with a knee injury. Hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, I saw a lot of White Sox fans complaining about Tony La Russa allowing him to pitch, uh, even though he knew that he wasn't feeling so great in warm-ups. Tony Russa continually amazing at how inept he can be. I saw after the game that La Russa said, well, we went down 4 nothing and we came back and tied the game. Doesn't that count for something? Oh boy, oh boy. Well, I hope that he stays on with the White Sox forever, but hope he doesn't injure any more of his players because we certainly don't want that for anyone. The Twins lost 2-1 to to the Rangers. Awfully difficult for them, not really scoring any runs at the moment, even though their pitching is holding up pretty well. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully the Guardians can come out of these next few games, six games, uh, two against the Padres, four against the Mariners. If they can come out of that with a split of those games... That would be pretty darn exciting. Anything more than that? And hey, the train just keeps rolling. So hopefully they had a good time having a day off and had a chance to get up to San Diego and relax a little bit and get into things. always like to think about players getting a chance to relax. just feels like a good thing for our guys to be able to get a little time off and clear their heads and come back strong. So we'll see... Uh, how they look coming off of this, and hopefully it'll be a good time. If you can check out the games, certainly it's always fun to watch games in San Diego. It's a beautiful park, and the team's a lot of fun, so I, I think uh, we'll we'll enjoy seeing those games. So today, since there's no game to talk about, just wanted to talk a little bit about, kind of update us on where we are for the Guardians shortstop of the future. So obviously at the Major League level, we know that we have Ahmed Rosario, and we have Andres Jimenez as our starters. Now, Ahmed, again, is only under control for one more year. I think it's possible the team may keep him for another year. It's also possible the team may ask him to move around if he's open to that. But I think we'd also have to understand that Ahmed has proven that he can handle shortstop, and he can hit at above league average, at league average level, and that could have a lot of value for a team looking for a shortstop. So Ahmed could very well say, hey, I... Really think I've established myself as a shortstop, don't really want to move around, and a team would have to understand and respect that. And at that point, I think the team might consider trading him, but again, they might keep him for 2023 and then have the next shortstop of the future ready to go after that. But I don't think that unless Ahmed's willing to move around to different positions that he's has any shot of being a long-term fit with the team. And that certainly isn't a slam on Ahmed, who provides a lot of intangible as well as tangible value. I love watching him play. I love the tone he sets for the lineup. 
just kind of looking at the financials and the talent that the Cleveland Guardians have, and it kind of makes sense to me that this would uh, be upcoming in 2023 would be the last year for Ahmed here, unless he's willing to move around to try different positions. So with that said, we've got basically five guys who we could see at second base or shortstop. Now, it's kind of hard to evaluate because Jimenez is playing so well at second base, but we know that he can play shortstop as well. He might have kind of cemented himself into being an elite second base club, uh, but I don't think that that's necessarily ruled out. I think they'll just play the best possible glove at shortstop. So it might kind of depend on whose bat makes them the best option, and then based on which player's bat makes them the best option, they'll put them at second or short based on who's a better defender between Jimenez and them. So uh, Tyler Freeman, he's up with the team right now. Now, interestingly enough, Tyler Freeman in 2021, he had an injury-shorted season, but he was 22 years old and at AA, and he put up a 130 WRC+. took him a little while to kind of get things going this year. He was at an 105 WRC+. At AAA, he's actually hit 111 WRC+, in the majors right now. And notice that Tito said the other day that he doesn't really need to have the same amount of at-bats as like a Nolan Jones does. Tito didn't really elaborate there too much, but that seems to be the team's understanding about it. He said something about him already have ha having had enough at-bats, which he had 343 at-bats. Um, he played appearances in Columbus, so maybe that qualifies as enough for Tito, I guess. Um, but I would love to see Tyler Freeman get a little more time. The thing about Freeman, of course, is that he's another one of those guys who makes great contact, doesn't strike out much at all. His career strikeout rate in the minors is somewhere around, you know, 10%, um, right around there. And his walk rate is somewhere, yeah, somewhere around 5%, 5, 5 to 6%. So, uh, in the majors, he's had a 10% walk rate and a 3.6 strikeout rate, which you really can't argue with that. Kind of shows you what he's capable of, just not striking out, being able to take some walks. He also has an immense skill for getting hit by pitches, which is a, a transmissible skill, as Andre Simenez has shown. So that's part of what will keep him getting on base. The thing is that he doesn't really project to have a ton of power. Now, he actually hit for some power in AA last year before he got hurt, putting up a 470 slug. That would be pretty exciting if he ever got anywhere close to that in the majors. So I think the issue for him is kind of wondering if he's going to be able to hit for enough power, enough pop to make him a regular, or if he's just going to be kind of a contact guy who works best as a utility infielder. If Tyler Freeman is a utility infielder, he will be an exceptional utility infielder to have on your team. So that's something to consider and something to keep in mind. Another guy to consider in terms of the group that we have here is Jose Tania. Jose Tania is 21 years old and five months, and he is right now in Akron. Now, Tanya doesn't have the hitting stats that the rest of these guys have. He put up 115 WRC plus in uh, high A last year as a 20-year-old. Now as a 21-year-old, he's struggling in Ackland with an only 85 WRC plus. And he strikes out 25% of the time and only walking right now 4.5% of the time. Just not exactly what you want to see. 
but he does have a great glove. He's he's a good defender, and he's still a very young player. So I just wouldn't completely count him out. And I know there are guys like Keith Law that really like Jose Tania, but he does feel like the kind of guy that the team might look to trade to a team that sees something there and wants to use him as a shortstop. Another guy, of course, you've heard me talk about is Angel Martinez. So Angel Martinez, he's a switch hitter. He is uh, a second base shortstop for right now, just called up to Akron. And prior to coming up to Akron, he had an 139 WRC plus in high A. He had a 477 slug and a 384 on base percentage, 288 average. 17.5 strikeouts and 12% strikeout rate and a 12.1% walk rate. Excellent numbers. The year prior in Lore, he had a 10% walk rate, still good, a little bit high of a 20% strikeout rate, so it's been good to see him lower that a little bit as he headed to high A. We'll see how he performs the rest of the year in double A but I'm pretty excited about this switch hitting shortstop prospect. Now, he did have a very, very difficult year against left-handed pitching last year, but has looked a little bit better against left-handed pitching this year, so it's possible that the uh, switch hitting aspect of his game may play eventually. That's something to keep an eye on. He's definitely a better hitter from the left side of the plate, but it seems like this year he's showing he might be able to hang in there as a right-handed hitter against left-handed pitching, which on the Guardians is pretty much all you can ask. Now, I haven't heard a ton of reports on his defense, but in watching him, he seems solid. He doesn't seem like he's maybe got the ceiling of like an Arias or a Rocchio uh, or a Jimenez, but a solid defender and maybe with potential to work in, and be even better than that uh, as I've kind of watched him. So uh, to mention those other two guys, we might as well go into them. Brian Rocchio just got called up to AAA. He is a 21-year-old, a 21-year-old in seven months, listed as one of the top prospects for the Guardians for a while. He put up on 114 WRC Plus at AA this year after putting up on 135 WRC Plus there last year, and now he's made his way to AAA. Uh, one thing that you know about Brian Rocchio is that he's a smart player. Uh, you should read uh, Patrick Ellington, who's been on the podcast, read his article about Brian Rocchio that got released today. I'll put that in the link of the description of this episode so you can read about him a little bit. He's definitely a guy who's got the work ethic. Famously, he was stuck in Venezuela for 2020 and then came back and didn't even miss a beat, which shows you something about what he's capable of. Now, he's a small guy. He's five, listed at 5'10", 170, and that seems about right to me. Uh, Tyler Freeman, for example, is six foot 170, so you know, he's pretty darn slim. Jose Tania is 5'11", 190, so that's, you know, he's got a little muscle on that frame. Definitely a stockier guy. Uh, Arias is 6'1", 201. He's definitely got some muscle on him. And Angel Martinez is six foot 165. He's really skinny, although I think it looks like he's maybe been adding a little bit of muscle mass to uh, his frame this year. So uh, Rokio a little bit on the shorter side, but definitely has the pop. He's definitely shown that. He's got he had a 432 slugging this year in AA, a 505 slugging last year. Uh, he's got an 18.8% strikeout rate and a 9.7 walk rate. Both very solid numbers. Nice to see him bring it down from the 20s where it was the past couple years. 
and he certainly is capable of that being kind of a contact guy. He'll also steal you a few bases, and he'll hit some home runs. He's hit 13 homers this year. I'm very excited to see him at AAA. Now, his defense has struggled a little bit this year. Most people are speculating that it's probably because of some concussion issues that he was dealing with, but notable that they have been playing him some at second base. I see that he's been playing mostly at short in Columbus, so it seems like they're still pretty confident about him there. Stuff to say about defensive numbers in the minors and, and what exactly is going on with the player, so try to be generous about that. Uh, notable that Zips projects him for a 2.4 war in uh, 2023 and 2.8 war in 2024. So Zips likes him pretty well. Um, to kind of go back a little bit for comparison, Jose Tania, 1.5 war and 2 war. Solid numbers for a 21-year-old shortstop for sure. Tyler Freeman, 1.4 war, 1.6 war. So Zips kind of sees Freeman more as a utility guy. And Angel Martinez, probably Zips doesn't see him, uh, didn't have any projections for him yet because he wasn't seen as that much of a prospect. So we'll have to kind of wait to see what they say about him for the future. So our final option is Gabriel Arias. And Arias has had kind of a rough time at AAA after last year as a 22-year-old, uh, I mean, last year as a 21-year-old at AAA having a 115 WRC+. Plus. Uh, Arias has had only an 83 WRC+, plus, but he's really picked it up of late, starting to hit his homers again. He got his slugging up to 422. The issue he's had this year is a high strikeout rate of 26.1 and a walk rate of only 5.3. He definitely is going to be in that 25% to 30% strikeout rate. Now, he hasn't hit 30, but I'm just saying in the majors could be a possibility, especially as he gets started. And that walk rate is going to hang around 5 maybe 6%. So that's something to keep in mind. This is a guy who's going to have to make up for those numbers by hitting homers, which the team could certainly use. Now, he hasn't really slugged, you know, mashed left-handers very well, which is kind of what you'd want to see from a right-hand hitter. It's been interesting to see that Arias has been playing first base and playing in the outfield some, so maybe the team's looking at him as a super utility guy. Certainly a possibility that he could be. The one thing that you know about Arias is that his glove is amazing and his arm is incredible. So that kind of makes you think he's eventually going to stick at shortstop, but if the team wants to get him up and wants to give him a chance to maybe show some of what he's capable of to them for the end of the year, uh, they may replace Owen Miller and have Owen Miller go down to Columbus and have Arias play kind of that role where he can play any position, including first base in the outfield, as well as shortstop, second base, and third base, which he's more than capable of. As you may know, I've been a little bit of a doubter of Arias because of that strikeout rate, that walk rate being pretty low. He's got kind of a hole in the swing. Uh, and like Nolan Jones, you can see that Nolan Jones has an issue with his swing as well, but he's able to take his walks, so it gives you a little bit more confidence that as he tries to figure out his swing, he's got those walks to fall back on so his value doesn't crater. And Arias doesn't really have that. Arias doesn't really steal a ton of bases either. It mostly revolves around him being able to do it with his glove and hit the home runs to kind of make up for the strikeouts that he's going to provide and the lack of walks. So that's what I kind of think about each of those players. Now, if I had to guess, I do think that Brian Rocchio is probably on the Cleveland Guardians' middle infield of the future. Maybe at second base, maybe at shortstop, either one. I think the team's pretty set on him. 
But I wouldn't sleep on Angel Martinez as well, being a guy who might be somebody that the Guardians say, hey, this could be a shortstop of the future. Now, how does that work with having Jimenez and Rokio on the team? I can't tell you, but it's a good spot to be in. I do think that between Arias and Freeman, the team is probably going to pick one of those to say, hey, you're our utility guy, but it's possible they could pick both. I think that Jose Taney and I think that Owen Miller are probably guys you're looking at maybe moving on from in the, in the year after this, in the offseason. And I know I saw somebody on Twitter saying, who wants Owen Miller? Well, teams actually would want Owen Miller because he's a capable second baseman and he can put up that 100 WRC+. plus. We know he's capable of that, though he hasn't quite reached there this year. He's shown that he's capable of being that kind of player, and you can at least dream on that being a possibility and know that you have solid second base defense. So I think Tanya and Miller have some trade value, not a ton, but some trade value, and they'll probably be using that way. And then they'll probably see between Freeman and Arias which one of them they think is best suited for that utility role, though they may use both of them for a while. It's a good place to be in as the Guardians. I think coming into next year, you, you might see if there's an Ahmed trade, you might see Arias or Freeman playing, Arias at short, maybe Freeman at second, and then Rokio coming up a little bit later in the year to kind of push one of those players uh, to a utility role. That's kind of where I expect things to be. And it might make sense to have Ahmed still with the team and have those guys, one or both of those guys, in utility role. Hopefully that was fun to think about, and you can follow the rest of the year, uh, the year in the minors for these guys, maybe some of them in the majors like Freeman, and see how things go and make your determinations about which one you expect to be a shortstop or second baseman for the Cleveland Guardians in the 2023 season and beyond. Don't forget to consider checking out SheetsGiggles.com. Some really great bedding is available there. It's made sustainably. It's made with eucalyptus to help you sleep, help you get comfortable on your bed. I can't tell you how much my wife and I really have appreciated these sheets and how much we recommend that you check it out. Uh, if you're looking for something to give your significant other that are hard to shop for, just buy them a little bit of a nicer quality of sheets and say, hey, this is something that's going to help us sleep, improve our quality of life. When you do that, when you check out the bedding available at SheetsGiggles.com, just remember to put in as your promo code GUARDIANS to save 15% and support the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you can make sure that you like, subscribe, download, and rate. But one thing that you can really do to help out and make it so it's possible for me to continue to make these podcasts is go to SheetsGiggles.com, find yourself a good pair of bedding, enter the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.